This is Gulf Coast Life. I'm Mike Canary. Thanks for joining us. On the morning after Hurricane Ian swept through southwest Florida, a team of more than 50 people working for or with the Housing Authority of the City of Fort Myers went door-to-door to conduct resident wellness checks and document damage at the more than 1,400 public and subsidized units and 2,400 housing voucher residences it administers. By Sunday, four days after Ian made landfall, they had all the properties cleaned up, and by that Monday, all of them had power and water. Today, we check in with Marcia Davis. She's executive director of the Housing Authority of the City of Fort Myers to hear about the work they've done and what's left to be done. WGCU's John Davis spoke with her on Tuesday. Let's hear that conversation now. Marcia, just first things first, how are you doing? How did you make out with the storm? We are totally blessed. So, you know, our first thing on our minds was our residents. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, nobody thinks about themselves, but I I tell you, I mean, in particular, Royal Palm Towers downtown. I mean, that was that was the first on our highlight rail of going, oh, my gosh, you know, what's going on? Because they were right down there by the yacht basin. So, you know, before we get into the real meat and potatoes of the work the Housing Authority has been doing, um, I just wanted to get a little bit of basic background, you know, for those who simply may not know. Broadly speaking, how would you characterize the work and mission of the Housing Authority? You know, the Housing Authority of City of Fort Myers has been around for 60 plus years, and we are the affordable housing providers of uh, Fort Myers and Lake County. And we've been around and we provide public housing. We have a low-income housing tax credit units and we have other affordable units throughout Lake County. So our mission is to provide affordable housing. And, you know, that's kind of a, it's not a faux pas anymore. You know, everybody needs affordable housing or workforce housing. So, you know, we are, that's our mission, you know, and that's what we strive to do to, you know, provide quality affordable housing. And can you give me some examples of locations here in Lee County, you know, whether they're within city limits or not, um, where properties that the Housing Authority developed, owns, manages, are, are located? So we have um, traditional public housing, which is located, you know, downtown. And we have a tower that's across the street from the uh, Fort Myers Country Club. And we have low-income housing tax credit properties that are located off of Michigan Avenue and um, Dale Street and MLK. And then we have uh, some other properties that are owned by our nonprofit that are out in uh, Lehigh. And we've got a couple of properties in Cape Coral, uh, thanks to the great partnership with the city of Cape Coral um, back in the neighborhood stabilization days and Lee County. They have, uh, they were great partners back then, and we so we have a few other properties that are located off of Broad Street and Stella. Um, so we're kind of all over the place, but also we have our um, housing choice vouchers that are all over Lake County. So in every zip code, you know, we have our housing choice vouchers. Mm-hmm. And the easiest way that I always try to explain it for folks is that's the voucher that you may or may not be living next to somebody that needs a little assistance for affordable housing and they get a choice of where they live. So mm-hmm. we, we try to partner with a lot of private landlords. Oh, wonderful. Can you just quantify for me, um, you know, what type of individuals or households would typically be eligible for public or subsidized housing? Um, is, is that determined by an income range typically? Yeah. I mean, so y- 
typically in public housing, they have to be 80% or below the area median income. And so if you think about it in terms right now, the area median income for a family of four is about 70000 So 80% below that is, you know, what they would qualify for, you know, affordable housing. Um, and the Section 8 program, which is, you know, now known as the Housing Choice Voucher Program, is they'd be, have to be 50% or below the area median income. So it really is targeting those families that really need the assistance, you know. Make it a good living, but still need some assistance with affordable housing. Well, thank you for for helping me get those basics out of the way. Now let's get into the meat and potatoes. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I want to help people understand that, you know, of course, I'm sure you had people, you know, working in an office setting, but the immediate response was also boots on the ground, going door to door, doing wellness checks. Uh, Tell me about that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I have an amazing staff. I mean, so Thursday morning, we were out and uh, looking at our properties, making sure our residents were safe and secure. And I, I just can't believe, I can't begin to tell you how, you know, blessed we are because by Sunday after the storm, we had all our properties cleaned up. And by Monday, all of them had water and power. And that is so critical, especially to our seniors and our senior, you know, affordable housing communities of just, you know, having water and power. And then we had all the services and and food going to um, all of our properties. It, it was just an amazing time. And, you know, obviously, you know, it's my dedicated staff. I mean, because, it, you know, they were not only worried about their own families, but truly concerned about all the families that we serve in Lee County. That's really impressive. The very next day you were out there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, how would how would you characterize the damage that you know you've documented so far? Does it really run the gamut from you know units suffering severe damage to others that were you know maybe relatively unscathed? Well, you know we we've had the gamut, and obviously even by what I was telling you by Sunday that we made sure that everybody was safe and secure, had water and power, had food, had all the necessary items. By uh, Thursday this the past week. We had all of our insurance adjusters and our FEMA representatives um, doing our applications and going through unit by unit. And we had some, you know, water intrusion, which causes mold and, and other things that, you know, obviously you don't see immediately. Um, but, you know, trying to secure all our roofs. Um, we've, we've got all of our pictures, uh, just trying to make sure that we get, we have our all of our insurance adjusters out there going unit by unit to make sure that we've, you know, secured every unit and made sure it was safe for folks to live in. Um, you know, some of the units that we've, we've had to do immediate stuff to take care of. And, you know, obviously we're, we're thankful that we can, you know, kind of mitigate a lot of these issues quickly. And it was, you know, great manpower. Yeah. So it sounds like some folks, you know, maybe temporarily displaced or, or were. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that? Does the housing authority help them provide, you know, temporary housing while, you know, necessary work to make those units habitable again is, is taking place? You know, I mean, we were lucky enough that we can do a lot of the repairs immediately and we have a lot of restoration companies. We just import them quickly. I mean, we were we didn't wait around for, you know, let's, you know, wait and see what happens. And we immediately got onto it so that we could get our 
our units ready because where are they going to go, honestly? You know, where are you going to go in Lake County at this point? And especially for families that need affordable housing, you know, that can't pay the two or $3,000 a month. And, you know, that, that was our, our task. And so far, we've been able to kind of mitigate a lot of the issues and do repairs in-house quickly and to make sure that we didn't have a whole lot of, you know, displacement. And you mentioned this earlier, but I wanted to highlight that your work has extended beyond just, you know, the physical structures. You're dispensing water, hundreds of meals. Tell me about that. You know, we have been so blessed with, you know, the city of Fort Myers Fire Department. They helped us. I actually asked them, like, let me borrow one of your trailers. And they're like, no, we'll get it for you. Um, being able to go and get water and, and food. Um, from the National Guard. They were amazing. And we had the World um, Food Kitchen that has been at our properties and the Red Cross. And I got to be honest with you, the NAACP of Lee County has done amazing stuff for us and and helping us set up, you know, making sure we had food at all of our sites. And we've had a lot of private donors that have given us stuff. And I got to be I got to show a shout out to um, one of my former bosses in Richmond, Virginia. His name is T.K. Salmanoff, and him and his buddies got together and and sent us, you know, amazing packages from uh, Amazon so that we could, you know, get out to our residents. And it's just been an outflowing of, you know, really community love. So obviously additional funding, you know, beyond what would be in your typical budget is going to be involved here. Um, you know, you mentioned mm-hmm. meeting with FEMA. Um, are you able to get that funding also from HUD? Well, you know, uh, HUD has been, you know, right there with us. Obviously, you know, HUD comes to the aid of housing authorities and we have been on the phone with them about what we need, you know, vouchers for folks and, and not only, you know, the people we we serve now, but also the people that have been displaced. I mean, you know, there's a lot of folks from Fort Myers Beach and Sanibel that, you know, that may, you know, qualify for affordable housing. And so we want to try to help as much as we can. So we've requested, you know, additional vouchers, whether they use them here, if they can find a rental place or, you know, in surrounding cities and counties. Um, But they've been by our aid and, and trying to help us as much as they can. You know, and Senator uh, Mark Rubio's office has been very helpful of, you know, we've made our request. Um, Congressman Donaldson has been amazing. I mean, he's helping. We're right in the midst of redeveloping an entire neighborhood. So, ironically, we, we've had so much support. And our state representative, Jenna Persons Maluka, she has been just amazing to us. I mean, so we've we've had a lot of support from the state level and the federal level and, and from HUD. Oh, that's great to hear. Well, um, you know, the first thing anybody who visits the Housing Authority of the City of Fort Myers website will see is that you're hiring. Um, <laughs> what yeah, sorts of, are. Yeah, what sorts of positions are open? It looks like most of them are full time. They are. We are hiring and... You know, we are looking for qualified folks. I mean, obviously, we, we need some, you know, skills and live tech, you know, management, and that's low-income housing tax credit management. And, you know, sometimes that's a special skill set, but, you know, we are hiring. We manage our um, low-income housing tax credit units, which is 
you know, we're redeveloping a lot of units. We have 90 units still under construction right now that are coming online in the next 12 months, you know, and, and thank God and, and bless God that, you know, our construction site made it. So, but we are hiring and we look for, you know, team members that are going to be with us and, and we're a great place to work. All right. And just to clarify, are these positions you were looking to fill before the hurricane or is this maybe additional help you're looking for resulting from the hurricane? Before and and after. So both. Okay. Before and after. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and, you know, you had brought up a point that I just simply hadn't thought about the number of folks mm-hmm. on Fort Myers Beach who now may be eligible for vouchers who wouldn't have been before. Right. Um, is it too soon to to put any kind of number or range on what that might be? Um, I don't know. You know, I, I don't keep up with the statistics of who lives at Fort Myers Beach, but I, I know that there's probably a lot of service workers. There's a lot of folks that, you know, that, you know, kind of make our tourism center kind of work and that would qualify for affordable housing. And that's what we are constantly, you know, working with HUD to see if we can't get additional vouchers so that we can help those families. Because, you know, ironically, I mean, we're, you know, not only coming off a pandemic, but, you know, the housing crisis here is real, you know, even before the hurricane um, of affordable housing and and being able to afford a, a nice rental place. And if you're a working Joe, you know, around here, you know, you need a little help. And so, we, you know, we want to try to provide that. No, that's a great point. I mean, because tourism's not going to bounce back immediately, and, and, and we don't want to lose that workforce right. in the interim. Well, right. you've answered my questions. Was there anything else you'd want to add or, or anything that I should have asked about that I didn't? No, you know, I just thank you for having me and, and talking with me. I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we're doing at the Housing Authority. We're transforming, you know, Southward Village, if People are not aware. It's next door to the Stars Complex. We were awarded a $30 million grant. We turned that into $360 million. You know, as we're redeveloping housing, um, I have private investors that are doing a grocery store. The uh, Lee County School District is redeveloping uh, Franklin Park Elementary. And you talk about a transformation of a neighborhood. We are going to set, you know, Fort Myers on fire. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I really appreciate it. And and we all really appreciate the work that your agency is doing. Thank you. That was WGCU's John Davis talking with Marcia Davis, Executive Director of the Housing Authority of the City of Fort Myers. For the rest of the show today, we're going to re-air a segment from the end of last Thursday's Arts Edition about how the Southwest Florida Arts Community fared during Ian and how it's responding and working to recover. The 2 o'clock airing of last week's show was preempted by the January 6th hearings, so I wanted to shine a bit more light on this conversation John Davis had with Stephen Martin of Fort Myers Beach. He and his wife, Lori, have been entertaining people on Astero Island for decades, and despite losing their home to the storm, they composed and recorded a song about the Southwest Florida community's uplifting determination. Let's hear that conversation and then their song now. Well, just to start off, and, and forgive my, my naivete, but I understand that, that you and Lori have been entertaining on the Fort Myers Beach area for three decades Yes, sir, we have. Uh, our first season on Fort Myers Beach was in 1992, and we've been singing and writing songs about it ever since. 
And I imagine you and Lori have performed at many, many of the local venues along Estero Island. Oh, sure. We, in all, in all those 30 years, I think we've played them all. Sometimes we've stayed for a long time. The Holiday Inn, which became Pinchers, we played there for about eight years. And then all the old Channel Mark that became the Naughty Turtle, we played there for about eight years. So, yeah, many, many of the venues... And you had um you had planned on on you know launching something, you know right around the same time the hurricane was coming, kind of in coordination with the Mound House. Can you tell me a little bit about what that project was? Yes, uh, we have been writing a, a show. It's called Music Island, and it's all songs that have something to do with Southwest Florida and Estero Island. And on the 27th, we were scheduled to perform at the Mound House for a hospitality event. Uh, Allison Geisen is the cultural and parks director for Fort Myers Beach. And so together, we were going to uh, play for the hospitality industry and the local town community leaders and introduce the Music Island Show. The Music Island Show itself, in its complete form, would have dancers and speakers talking about historical events or maybe nature and music island songs from the island. Unfortunately, that was scheduled for the 27th, and because the hurricane was coming, um, Allison, the parks director, suggested we postpone it, and now God only knows when we'll get to do it. Right, so it's on it's on indefinite hold, but something you're still planning to to bring eventually. Oh yeah, well we have the show all written and the songs all written, but Fort Myers Beach is going to go through quite some changes, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, before we get to that, can you just tell me a little bit about Lori Star Productions? Um, is this something that you operated out of your home? Well, right, we had a uh, our home. On the island, we've been in that house. We bought it 24 years ago. And on the first floor, we had a small recording studio and performance space. And so the hurricane came in. Hurricane Ian came in with about 12-foot surge, and it took all our speakers and our microphones and our recording equipment. Fortunately, we saved the guitars, and that's what that song is about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Lori, my wife and I are Lori Star Productions. She's a bass player and a singer, and I'm a guitar player, and I play all the instruments and a singer. And we've been together for 40 years. Uh, before we came to Fort Myers Beach, we would be playing for Carnival Cruise Lines, Princess Cruise Lines. We were in Las Vegas for a few years playing at all the vet little venues out there. So we just brought that here to Fort Myers Beach, and it's been a good life for us. Were you on Fort Myers Beach for the hurricane? Yes, we stayed. We we stayed right at home. We stayed upstairs on our second floor, and we watched the water rise and rise and rise right to our feet up on the second floor. And I, it, that's when it got a bit frightening. We really thought if it went any higher, we're going to have to swim to the house next door, which has a third floor, but ours only has two floors. But that's when the water stopped and started receding. And then we watched all the buildings from all the neighborhood float down the middle of the road. Yeah. Have you left the island since? Oh, well, yes, we're, we're not on the island today. We, we have friends that are taking good care of us here in 
Fort Myers. That's the, been the most extraordinary thing. It, even in this tragedy, so many friends have stood up. People are calling from all over, wanting to send things to help. People are helping every way they can. And I see that all over. That's silver lining, lining to this nasty story, is people coming together and community and caring. Yeah. Um, and thank you again for, for sharing that song with us. You know, while so many of us were initially struck just by disbelief to the point of inertia, you wrote and recorded this song. Was creating this therapeutic for you in a way? Oh, yes. Music is so therapeutic for us. I'm sure it is for everyone. But really, as songwriters, and we've been writing songs for a long time, we've written a lot of songs, it it takes our focus. You know, I think, I think what it was is I was talking to someone out on the street, and we were all commiserating. And I said, oh, Hurricane Ian took everything but our sense of humor. And that was really the seed from where the song came from. Ian took everything but our sense of humor. And that's what that song is kind of about, saving our guitars. Yeah, um, and it really does create an image. I mean, that's what you were doing, holding your guitars up high. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought I could float on a guitar. <laughs> we could float on our guitars if it came to that. Yeah. So a lifeboat will float and a blues man will sing. I wish they'd recorded it a little bit better, but, you know, that was kind of a last-minute thing on the cell phone, too. So maybe we'll get a better recording of it some some other time. Yeah. I mean, for a cell phone recording, it really is beautiful. I mean, Laurie's vocals are just oh, – I, I haven't been able to listen to the song yet without crying, but it truly is oh, uplifting. And I – the the moment – I mean, when you talk about Ian couldn't drown our sense of humor, that really struck me. Because, you know, salvaging what I could from my own home last week, there were just so many unexpected moments of laughter and levity. It really didn't take our sense of humor. Yes, thank you. Well, I'm glad that came across in the song, and I'm, I'm so glad to hear that you're going to share it with everyone. Thank you so very much, John Davis. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. I'm so glad that you and Lori are alive and safe, and, and we'll all get through this together. Yeah, and it'll be all it'll be up to us all to rebuild the community that that we dream of. Our lovely little island, music island is what I called Estero Island. Yeah. All right. Well, without anything further, let's now hear Stephen and Lori Martin's song on Hurricane Ian. Looking up at an angry cloud Waiting for the rain to fall Never once to follow the crowd I remember it all Water kept rising, the wind did howl Windows crashed, and trees did fall Fearing for our lives swim to cover there, there was, was no cover at all Ian couldn't drown our sense of humor we held our guitar so high a light bulb will float a blues man will sing and this guitar is high and dry 
hurricane washed it all clean you've heard this before you know what this means hard price to pay for anyone's sins today's today our new life begins Ian couldn't drown our sense of humor we held our guitar so high our lifeboats will float a blues man will sing and this guitar is high drive Before I close, so everyone knows We thank you down to our bones Such a relief Deep down in our souls to know that we are not alone. Ian couldn't drown our sense of humor. We held our guitar so high. A light bulb will float, a blues man will sing, and this guitar is high and dry. Ian couldn't drown our sense of humor. We held our guitars so high. Our light bulbs will float. A blues man will sing. And this guitar is high and dry.